Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of that Indie Talk podcast. Today's guest is Cleo Albertas, a trail runner from Cape Town but now living in Johannesburg. Please enjoy this episode and also don't forget to subscribe. Mm, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay, okay. Do you have something to drink? Because apparently you can't have a live without something to drink. Does Bonaco water count? <laughs> I actually have water and coffee with me at the moment. So yes, it does. Actually, water is exactly what you need. To everybody that's joining this live, welcome to that indie podcast. This is episode 14. There are more episodes on YouTube. And very soon, there will be audio-only podcasts, so you can listen to them while you drive or while you're exercising, so you don't have to look at your screen the whole time. Today's guest is Cleo. She is a trail runner and road runner from Cape Town who has recently moved to Joburg. And yeah, we're going to talk to her and find out a little bit more about her adventures running in Cape Town, in Joburg, on the trails and on the road. Um, welcome, Cleo. So Hi. nice to have you in Johannesburg. I know, my home, my hometown, my home, my place of birth, should I say. <laughs> How many years were you in Cape Town? Like, when did you move down? Um, I moved in 20, end of 2011, so yeah, beginning of 2012. That was my year of going to varsity. No, it was my year too. I was also going to varsity in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving to a big city, moving far away from home, and you know, you don't want to be in Joburg anymore, you want to be independent. Yes, exactly. See what the mother city has to offer, since everyone said that was the promised land. <laughs> I was too scared to do that. I stayed home. I went to it and I was like, I'm not going to UCT. It's too far. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. No, man. Although I just went to Bits and I decided Bits wasn't for me. So it was time to go to UCT. <laughs> <laughs> we could have an hour's discussions, hours and hours on end about Bits, but that, let's leave that for another day. So I gave a brief introduction about you. Is there anything more that you would like to add on to that? Who is Cleo? I always love that question. I'm told not to say that, but I do because it's always like probably the first question that comes up, like who who, who are you? Um, but yeah, no, you pretty much summed it up. I, um, I'm Cleo. I was born in Joburg and then, of course, relocated to Cape Town um, about eight years ago. Um, and yeah, I'm just someone who's like got a very dynamic personality, very positive. I like to think I'm like a unicorn. That's what I always say. Like if I was an animal, I would have been a unicorn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. I just love being, I love the outdoors. I love being active. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much who I am. So I take it you moved down, well, we, we did mention this, that you moved down to go study. Um, I think you're done with your studies now. Um, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so I actually just finished my master's now in January um, in public health and specializing in health systems. And I'm currently a researcher at the University of Cape Town in the bioethics department. Um, but my background is psychology. So this is a very interesting year for you, right, with COVID. So this is where your 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 studies come into practice. Pretty so much, this yes. New, this is a new dimension to public health that nobody anticipated before. Yes, even the public health um, individuals didn't anticipate it. So it's been quite a yeah, it's been quite a busy year, to be honest with you in research. 
Is this leading up to you being like a medical doctor or you just want to stay in the public health space? Um no, the dream's always been to like um to become a psychologist. Um I've currently applied for a PhD um in public mental health, so that might be my next year's career path. Just waiting to see whether or not I got accepted. The PhD um uh the PhD one is where they only take five students per university, is it that one? Um no so in this case and um, there's different programs but in this case only two um well wow. you'll be chosen so oh, no wow. pressure <laughs> good luck with the selection thank you i thought the five um i think it is for your masters right where they only select five i thought that was bad enough but now it yeah, seems no, like it's good enough. yeah clinical that's, that's for good. clinical psych So they accept like uh, only eight like eight people for clinical psych. Um every master's program is very different. So uh, 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 uh. So yeah, you've just finished your master's and I can I, like I'm doing my PDM right now and my studying is just I'm always always studying and I feel like I don't have time. Uh but I do squeeze in time to exercise. So how did you manage um all of these races running and being a student? Um yeah I actually often get asked that question and so I think my response to that question is like I've always revolved my life around exercising um so for me it was a case of there was never going to be an excuse to not exercise unless I couldn't because I was like severely sick or I had a broken leg or something like that um but I've always been so passionate about running and just being active in general and because I'm such a morning person um like I wake up at like half past 4 in the morning and I'm basically out the door by like half past 5 6 a.m. so I'm like there's always time and I think um because of that I've been very fortunate to always be able to exercise and be active We are opposite so I cannot do mornings in fact the other day you read my message at like 4 a.m. I was going to bed <laughs> I prefer afternoon runs I cannot do mornings. Actually, I think the only time I really wake up in the morning is when we had races because we'd we'd have to wake up at like half past three to be in the starting pen by like six uh, six a.m. Yeah, I miss those days, but I don't think those um, days are coming back anytime soon because of COVID. Uh, but you're running. Like, how did that all start? So I I actually like started running at the age of like fifteen. Um, but it was just I. I kind of just woke up one day like I think my my dad used to do comrades if I'm honest with you and uh, from seeing him doing comrades it just like it kind of was like oh well, I want to actually be able to do that one day when I'm older um and so I kind of like woke up one day and I was like yeah let's try this running thing um and of course yeah I kind of just started only with like 2k's if I'm for like a month before I decided it was time to like progress um so yeah I would say like my like it started pr- pretty much from a young age because I was exposed to it thanks to to my parents who were very active and my dad per se um but yeah and then from then it kind of just stuck and have you done comrades since that time so no this year would have been my first year um doing the big uh, big C big comrades um so next year fingers crossed um comrades will be on the cards but apart from comrades have you done like any major major like hectic races like crazy kilometers crazy kilometers so um yes i have so i would say i suppose like maybe anything over 42k is crazy um or maybe people would say 42k is crazy 42 um, is crazy but, 
but yeah, my biggest race has been the UTCT 100 kilometers, which I did last year. Which is 100 kilometers on trail, right? Yes, 100 kilometers on trail. I cannot even begin to imagine that. I think the only other race that I know that's 100 kilometers on trail is Race to the Stones in the UK. But Kim did tell me that you finished 100 kilometers on trail, and I was like, what? That's longer than comrades, and it's not even on a road. It's on unstable ground. So please do tell us a little bit more about that experience. Um, oh, sure. When I think about that race, I always just smile. I've got such happy memories about that. Um, yeah, that, that race. Um, I think prior to it, I remember doing reckeys and feeling like, how the heck am I going to get through 100Ks? Because I was suffering on every single recce. Uh, my body was just not working. Um, and I was like, fingers crossed, please, like, come together on race day. Because, you know, you never know what happens. Like, your body can decide it's just not going to function, even though you've prepared to the nth degree. That's um, true. But yeah, like that gun went off at 4 a.m. in the morning. And like I always said, I had like three three goals for that race. And like the first one was finish before the sun set. So I would not have to take out my headlamp because I did not want to run in the dark. Um, yeah, the second one was do not get injured because that's my race over. And then the third one was finish with a smile on my face. Um, and uh, kind of all three of those goals were achieved. It just was like, it was such a beautiful run, just from keeping consistent. I think that was the key, just remaining like consistent throughout the run, like breathing, like nutrition, everything just worked. Um, and that really happened. But yeah, every all the time Oh, sorry. I was saying trail running is very different from road running, right? Because you have to carry your own water. You don't run in big crowds because the trails are so small. And they also limit the number of participants to protect the terrain, right? So it depends on each race that you do. Like some races are capped, for instance, like Three Peaks is capped, I think, at around 180 people. Um, it used to be smaller. Um, but UTCT had a massive, like it, it, it has a massive feel, like... Um, running so it just depends on the race um, and yam and the rules and regulations so what i've been i think yeah this uct uh, race has been one of your best running experiences right yes it definitely has more just so because you know running 100 kilometers is such a massive achievement um yeah, well. and the cutoff time was 17 hours most 100-kilometer races, you get 24 hours or more. Um, but mm. UTC has one of the strictest um, yeah, cutoff times. So you are not only trying to finish 100Ks, you're trying to chase the time. Um, mm. And I think to be able to do that is like, it's a really, it's a massive accomplishment. What have been some of your worst experiences running? <laughs> There's been a lot. Um, Basically, I would even say like this weekend running a marathon was probably one of my worst experiences um, with the heat that Jovic decided to throw our way. Yeah, yeah. It was hot. Um, it was like really hot. But yeah, if I have to think about like one of my worst, um, I never like to think it as one of my like my worst because I mean, it's part of the it's part of the like, you know, the sport. You're going to have a good day and you can have bad days. Um, but I think I would take it back to last year when I was doing my first puffer. Um, in Cape Town, which is an 80-kilometer race, um, but it's got both road and trail running. 
And I think um, probably around the half, like halfway mark, like 40Ks, my body just decided it wasn't going to work anymore. I'd never been able to not run, but like my leg shut down and all I could do was walk. So let's just say the next 40Ks was extremely painful um, and it consisted of just walking and hoping I was going to get to that finish line because, yeah, and I actually just wanted to quit. I find it very inspiring that you're saying you like your worst running experiences are not really, we can't say that they're the worst, you know. Um, so you strike me as a, a, as a person who's got a positive spirit around them. How do you stay motivated? Um, sure. Yeah. And I have to think about that. Like, I, I probably would say it's, it's passion. Um, you know, everyone always says like, if you find something you love, you, you'll never see it as a job. Um, and that's how I just see just being active, not just running in general, but just being able to be active. It's, it's a lifestyle. I and mean, when something is your lifestyle and you love doing it, um, it's easy to get up it's you're willing to get up um because you know that the end result like you're going to feel amazing um they always say you never regret a run and i completely agree with that you never regret a run but you also just never regret just being active no matter what it what it is or what you decide to do Mm -hmm. and the spirit you have to carry with you whether you're going into the trails or onto the road because sometimes it takes so much out of you to even put on your running shoes that you know after you've put on your running shoes, you're just like, I have to do this. It's going to be tough, but I have to keep pushing until I finish. 100%. Yep. You've got to like, it's like a mental battle. Like I always say, as much as I absolutely like love running, like every morning I get up, I'm talking to myself. Like even this morning, it was like a double run day. And I was like, oh my gosh, in the morning it's speed. And I hate speed, to be honest with you. It's just not my, like we have a love-hate relationship. I know it's good for me, but I don't enjoy it, but I'm going to do it. And I just had to wake up and be like, okay, I'm going to lace up. I know it's going to hurt, but it's just going to hurt for a short time. So like, just do it. And then this afternoon, of course, it was so hot. And I was like, these legs don't want to run. Can I like find any other excuse to not run? And then I'm like, no, Cleo, you're going to lace up and you're going to get out there because you know at the end of the day, when you're racing again, you're going to be like, thank goodness mm. for that. Thank goodness I went out and I did what I had to do. Mm-mm-mm. That's true. You always have to carry that spirit. And I see in your post, you're always smiling. And you know, when you're running, you're not always smiling because, wow, if anybody doesn't know this, running is really, really hard. It takes a lot out of you to actually lace up and step out there. Most definitely. It's a, I think it's a, I always say it's mental before it's physical. <laughs> you got to overcome that mental battle, like battle first um, before the physical one. That's very true. I see a bike in the background and I do see that you're still in your gym kit. So apart from running on trails and on the road, what other sports or exercises do you do? So uh, I do range. I'd like, yeah, I do a range of sports. Like I swim, um, I cycle. I'm still like trying to get really brave and get out on the road. So I'm mainly like on like my indoor trainer um, when it comes to the bike. Um, but as well as I do strength training. So be it CrossFit, be it um, high intensity functional training. Yeah, I'm well versed in all of those because I believe you do need a variety when it comes to when it comes to running, especially. That's true. You have to shock your body. I used to go to a hit gym uh, two or three years ago, and I never got got used to the sessions. It always took so much out of me. And somebody on Instagram told me not to to drink the CrossFit juice because once I start CrossFit, I'm going to be so addicted. 
I'm kind of debating that. But <laughs> you did mention you did mention swimming. So I've recently started swimming more because the gym now is open, but I find that it's a very solitary sport and I'm still trying to find more information around it. Uh in terms of that, have you done any races that involve swimming in oceans, swimming in lakes? So no, actually it's always been on the bucket list. I've always kept saying I'm going to do a triathlon. I'm going to like really, you know, get into that three discipline sport. Um but yeah, I've just actually yeah, never taken the plunge um when it comes to but I have tried open water swimming um and it's it's really fun. It's tough. Don't get me wrong. I think open water swimming is probably tougher than running. Um but that's maybe just cuz I'm not that great at it, so it's even harder. Um but yeah, when I've like practiced either in the canals um in Cape Town or I've attempted like one of the open water swims in Clifton, um it's been a very interesting experience and I hope to get into it more and like that's the plan for for next year and going forward to yeah tap into the triathlons. Uh Monsheri says Monsheri underscore that it says hey Cleo. Hi. I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> And my cousin's okay. joining. <laughs> Everyone the people came through. For you. <laughs> yes, hello Lee. <laughs> We need to watch the full episode on YouTube and very yeah. soon on a podcast uh platform whichever one you use it's going to be available there. I'm taking it back to triathlon do you think you want to do ironman in the future or most definitely there's like no question there i'm definitely going to take it on i always say the harder the challenge like count me in i'm going to do it like even if i have to struggle which i probably will but um hands down like i'm going to attempt it when i'm not too sure but like hopefully either next year or yeah in the next like two years but yeah um, there is a triathlon actually happening now and i think on the 6th of december um Boy. at the cradle like um, it's in joburg i'm not too sure what's actually called but it's in the cradle and i think i'm just going to go and attempt that i'm going to go do the sprint um and yeah see what it's all about um the sprint is a 10 km run right and a 40 km cycle i think it's um about i remember being a 5k run 20k cycle and an 800 meter swim okay i'm trying to think how long an 800 meter swim is that is like almost 32 laps in a normal swimming pool like a 25 meter pool yes i think um if i'm correct i think it's no it's wait it's 40 for like a k It's like 40 yeah. lanes, yeah, 40 lanes for a K. So then like, yeah, don't ask me about max. Like that's not my strong point. So <laughs> it's just a lot of laps in a 25 meter pool. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> a 32 laps. By the time I'm done with 40 laps, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I ran a marathon. So yeah, swimming is a different beast on its own because it uses your entire body. Yes, but it's a beautiful sport um and it's definitely something I'd say as a runner you should do it. You should get into the pool when you have the chance because it's not impactful and it still helps with your cardio cardio and then your ability to breathe. I think that's the best part about swimming. Like yeah, it really teaches you how to And you really you, you really need to engage your whole body, right? Because you need to think arm here, breathe out here, kick here. it's a lot you can't like you can't sleep and so you really have to be awake and within that moment 
Yeah, basically, I said, like, my, my cousin's quite a good swimmer, and I kind of said to her now the other day, you need to teach me how to be efficient, because I feel like I'm doing it, and, like, but I just can't seem to be getting, like, like fast, like, you know, that's the thing, you want to be able to at least swim, like, 100 meters with, like, in two minutes, or less, mm. actually, mm. be an efficient mm. swimmer, um, mm. but, yeah, that's swimming engages every part of your body um and yeah that's a it's a technique it's an art it's an art we still need to master um but taking it back to running so you have a, quite a bit of experience with trail running and with road running so i've done i think i've been running for close to eight years now but i've never actually been on a trail so here's me if i want to start trail running what are the basics and what should i expect Hmm. Well, first, I'm going to say find a group because <laughs> you shouldn't be running the trails on your own. So, yeah, the first things first would be to find like a, really, uh, like a group that you can run with like for safety. Um, also, like, yeah, you just like like with running on the road, like you need to start out slow. So you just don't go and like pick a crazy trail where you're going to like, you know, you're not going to be able to breathe. Um, most people mm-hmm. like if like, in Cape Town, like, yeah, most people just go up Plattercliff immediately, and I'm always quite surprised. I was like, whew, Plattercliff's quite a toughie, you know? It's like a, uh-huh. <laughs> so like a mountain that goes up like this. So I'd be like, start with the contours. Like, do the base of lion's head. Just get the feel of what the terrain is like. Um, your ankles need to adjust because now you're not just running on, like, flat road. Like, you've got rocks, and if you're not concentrating, you know, you could easily just, like, twist your ankle. Um, and nutrition, you know, carry your pack have your water, like everything that a trail race, like the compulsory equipment that a trail race requires you to have, I say run with it because even though you might not use it, like it's always important to have it because you just never know what might happen on the trails. Mm, 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 mm. And in terms of shoes, right? Because I know there's quite a bit of difference between road running shoes and trail running shoes, but I'm not too versed on what the differences are, what you should be looking out for when you're buying your first pair of uh, trail running shoes. What would you recommend? So when it comes to shoes, um, that's quite a tricky one because everyone is like, everyone is different in terms of their feet. You know, um, what might work for me might not work for you. Um, And so it is important to like try a variety like there's so many different brands so i would think it's important to try like a different variety and the difference is of course like road shoes don't have like what i call them glugs and grip um whereas trail shoes do have that grip um and that's just to yeah keep you stable and from slipping on rocks even though you can still slip um on rocks so yeah when it comes to trail shoes um you've got to go and try it out and see what works for you because everyone is is different um, and so, yeah, I can't remit, like, recommend a specific shoe. Um, but, yeah, I would go and test it out. But for you, what's working for you at the moment? Like, what are your running essentials? So, for me, currently, I've, like, always been a fan of Solomon. Um, I love their shoes, especially, like, their S-Lab Ultra Pros. Like, that's worked for me. Um, but also, those shoes are, like, you won't get a lot of mileage out of them. They really are racing shoes. So, um mm. you've got to find maybe something that's more durable, but they do have those options for you. So I'm a big Solomon fan. Um, I have tried other trail brands, but like they just haven't worked for me. I like to feel my feet on the rocks. I like to feel the rocks. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas some people might like a brand like Hoka's, which are very cushioned. Um, 
Um, but they, yeah, apparently really incredible shoes, which I'm yet to, to try. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much all Solomon kitted out and like versus socks when it comes to, <laughs> you know, like my feet. Um, but yeah, uh, I like to wear a variety of different trail clothing um, and running clothing. So there's no specific brand that I would choose. I have heard that the hokas feel like you're running on clouds because you're so, because they're so thick. Um, but I haven't actually ran in them. Because I'm... Yeah. I'm like, sorry, yeah, my friend, um, I've, got, I've got a few friends who run in hokas. Um, I feel like I, was, I once tried a pair of uh, New Balance, um, which I, I, I feel would almost be like, similar to hokas and how they feel in terms of their look and their cushioning. And um, the New Balance definitely provided that, like, you can't feel the rocks, like, things are just smooth, you know, you can just run. But then again, I found, for me, that it felt like it was a bit bulky. And so mm. I'm someone who enjoys a bulky shoe. I want a shoe that is just light um, and feels like efficient. Um, but if you're just someone who wants to enjoy it and you don't want to have sore feet, then definitely Hoka's are the way to go or New Balance because they do provide that like foam cushion um, that does protect you. That minimalist feel that you like was quite the craze. Um, a few years ago when I started running, you had shoes like your Nike Freeze and you had your Vibram five fingers but now you don't really find those uh minimalist shoes anymore they're not really that popular anymore do you still prefer those when you're actually running on road so i never ever use the vibrams unfortunately again those shoes i think were catered to very specific feet and my feet were just like no i don't want to be in those shoes um but yeah when it comes to like my road shoes, I am still very much, um, like I do like the formal drops or they work in drops. So I'm either in a formal drop or like an eight mil drop, uh, just depending. Like if I'm doing a marathon, I do want uh, a higher drop and a bit more cushion because I'm on the road for longer. But if I'm doing a 5K, 10K, like 15 or even 21, then I want a minimalist shoe because I'm not going to be on the road for too long and like I'm going to be able to endure the impact um, yeah, that comes with running on the road. Because you are a fast girl, right? You are, I would say, elite. <laughs> I'm like sitting in just your average like space where I like to run. And if I'm fast on that day, then yes, I've made it. <laughs> but like, if not, then it's okay. <laughs> uh, but, for, but 440 is not a thing for you. That's like, you know, that's like your walking pace. No, not here in Joburg. Here in Joburg, I can't even seem to hit those speeds right now because I can't breathe with the altitude. <laughs> so right now we're just cruising and hoping <laughs> to pick up the pace when I get to Cape Town again. Um, you'll adjust. You'll adjust. That was actually like one of the questions that Kim raised. She wanted to know what differences you're finding between running here in Joburg and running in Cape Town. Sheesh. I'm going to try and provide the PC version to that <laughs> because Joburg <laughs> has made me feel so unfit. Oh, wow. Like, you know, I thought like being from Joburg, my body would still know it's like roots, but no, um, it's been really hard to breathe. Like I, I think I just start running and I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, I want to quit. Like, where's the air in my lungs? Um, the heat as well. I don't think I've ever experienced heat like this. Cape Town literally has protected me from all forms of, like, harsh elements. And Jovig is like, yeah, I'm going to put you in the Hunger Games. Um, so um, it's really been 
Oh, it's been a bit of a challenge. I almost wanted to say I don't think Cape Townians know what training hard is until you come to Joburg and then you really see what you're up against. Um, because yeah, Josie is tough. And the hills, right? Oh, the hills. Yeah, there's no flat ground. Where's the flats in Joburg? Please, I'm used to the promenade where it's smooth and it's beautiful, but Josie's just throwing in hill after hill. My elevation profile is just going to be skyrocketing. <laughs> Um so if you are close to Rosebank I think Rosebank is relatively flat. Yes. Um Santon as well I think is relatively flat but I think every suburb in Joburg your profile will not be flat. It will you will not get promenade running. I know. <laughs> I know that's for sure but I'm like it's okay because you know I'm just going to get stronger I'm like I'm taking the Jersey Eco back to Cape Town I'm like yes I'm going to yes. be flying flat. You are going to be stronger. Give yourself a month and you'll be hitting 440 on those Josie Hills. Yes. It's going to be a very proud moment and I will be smiling and celebrating when that happens again. <laughs> and in terms of safety, how do you tackle that? Because it's been a growing concern lately that uh, runners running alone are not safe. Uh, they're getting mugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, as I think, yeah as like as women I think that's been yeah the difference I think coming from Cape Town to Joburg so I think in Cape Town I'm used to just like like getting out my house and just running on the promenade free and you know of course never the trails so I've never done trails alone um but when it comes to road running like I've always just been able to get out like and run on my own um coming to Joburg now I think I have had to be a little bit more um wise and cautious and so I do still do quite a bit of running on my own um but yeah I generally carry pepper spray and all of those sort of stuff and kind of hope um that I'm just like in a vicinity where there is a lot of people there is a lot of cars and I'm I'm very aware and luckily when I do run there are quite a few runners um mm-hmm. so I think when it comes to that I think you've just really got to have your wits about you Unfortunately, yeah, I think when it comes to sort of like like crime and violence and it's it's everywhere. Um and so you really yeah. just have to do be mindful. Um and yeah, and if you can run in groups then then run in groups. I think that is the the safest. On the notion of cars, so I used to come to Cape Town almost weekly um before this whole covid thing because of work. And you know running in Cape Town such a contrast because I'm run I'd run from the hotel to the promenade and then run all the way until that shell by Greenpoint Sea Point and then run back to the hotel and that would give me like 5 kilometers but there'd be like no cars I'd be on the pavement and there'd be people running around me contrasting to Joburg sometimes I'm alone and sometimes it feels like I am fighting with the cars because some drivers <laughs> will not move for you you will move for the you will move for the driver Yeah, that is very true. I think that is something I've like also come to like, you know, see. I mean, I've always known it being from Joburg and when I used to run um that is the case. Um but it is quite funny. Joburg is the wild wild west, eh? So <laughs> I don't expect anything less. Um but they are paths here, you know. I think it depends on where you're running. Like it there there are some paths and and like we you just have to be as long as you're running towards the traffic, you know. Um I think that's that's how you keep yourself safe. And what if it rains? What happens if it rains? 
you carry on running. Okay, but hold on. Joving's like rainstorms are completely different. <laughs> like they scare me. Cape Town, you get out. You're like, if it's raining, yes, it's an adventure. And then you go out in the rain and you're like, yes, this is beautiful. I love running in the rain. Joving, on the other hand, is <laughs> just like, oh, flip, there's thunderstorms, there's lightning. Like how close is the lightning? <laughs> I've never even had to like consider lightning or thunder in like the last eight years. So yeah, I think uh, when it comes to like rain and Joburg, I'm going to have to be a little bit more cautious, um, but I'd still run in the rain. Like, I think it's incredible to run in the rain. I absolutely enjoy running in the rain. So um, I've had the experience of running with like multiple running crews, uh, groups. So my home team, Brumpy Runners, yes. if it rains, we are still running. The only time we're not running is if there's lightning and that's literally if the lightning is next to us, then we're not running. <laughs> but if, it's raining hard with no with no lightning. We're still going. And then I contrasted with another running group where if there's like two drops of water, they're like, we're not running. We're not going to run in the rain. So I have always enjoyed running in the rain. If, and, and I feel like it's, it's, it's refreshing. You know, it feels like, I don't know, all the sweat is being washed away from you. Your problems are being washed away from you. It's one of those experiences that you, you really need to be involved in you know running in the rain is really nice you need to try it if you haven't yeah. tried it if you haven't i agree completely it is it's, it, there's something refreshing about it i used to be that person that was like no if it's raining nah, i'm not gonna do it but you know I, I think the rain doesn't last forever and like in Joburg, i think you need the rain on you just to cool you down for a bit and you like carry on just so you're fresh so yeah, I always do. I recommend be safe, of course, be wise. But yeah, there's nothing wrong. You're not going to melt if the water gets on you. I always say your point. Wait, you are waterproof. Your skin is waterproof. You are not going to die. It's just water. Exactly. Exactly. So for Women's Month, I had these sessions with, I think, 10 or 12 women from across the world. And we discussed basically issues that are affecting women in sports. And I was asking them which ones they felt need to be highlighted. Um, so from your side, you've been, you have quite an experience in trail running, running. And what do you think are like some of the biggest factors that affect women in those sports? Sure. I think, you know, so when it comes to that kind of question, more so, I think the fact is that women have to be a little bit more cautious when it comes to, to running, being on the roads or being on the trails. You know, guys can, I feel like, can just go out on their own and just, like, run free, um, you know, because they're, they're not afraid. But I think when it comes to women, and, and some women aren't afraid either, but I think we are more um, at risk and vulnerable to, to danger, um mm -hmm. so yeah i think it is that way we have to think twice like who we're going to run with we need to find people um yeah. you know those kind of things whereas like when it comes to guys they can kind of be like oh i'm going out on the mountain i'm going to be out like and they they mm -hmm. are at risk but they they're more i think yeah they're not as fearful as a female would be so i think safety wise is probably the biggest challenge that females face yeah, and I had this conversation. Uh, one of the points that was coming, it's like, uh, was like, when you're a woman, you always have to wait for a man to run with you so that you can feel safe. And in that way, it's sort of like your exercise schedule is dependent on that person. It's almost like you're impeding on their life. 
Yeah, that's that's very, very true. And like I know for myself, like um, I've always run with a group of guys and I've always had to ensure that there's a group of guys with me and like what's the time and organize these things. I could never just go out on my own. I could never just phone a girlfriend and be like, hey, let's just go running on the trails um, because, yeah, we need a guy. And so in that case, like, yeah, your life is a bit like, how do I say, it's not so free um, yeah. and you have to be of that and you do have to run with guys um as females i think so we're having this session and these sessions are actually and like i thought of this during lockdown because um you know during lockdown we had extra time to just think about what we want to do with our lives and all of that so these sessions came out um this is one of like i could say a benefit of COVID 19 but how has the coronavirus affected you personally Sure. Well, you know, I think when it comes to, like, I think COVID and all of that, like, life had to stop for everyone. So for myself, like, life had to stop. Um, Of course, training didn't have to stop um, because I kind of made the decision that, yes, this is not convenient, but I'm going to choose to make the best of it. And I'm going to take this time to like reflect on myself and think about everything that I want to do. Even if I can't do it this year, that's okay. Let's, let's work with what we have. And so I think for myself, I, I chose to look at it from a positive point of view. Um, I was fortunate enough to have an indoor trainer and ride my bicycle and get very acquainted with my bike um, and do strength training. And it wasn't easy. Um, but I think every day I woke up and I was like, well, this is the, sort of the cards that have been dealt and yeah, I'm either going to walk out of here a completely changed person for the better, or I'm going to walk out of here a negative Nancy and like definitely didn't want to be a negative Nancy no matter what came my way. And so Mm. yeah, whatever challenges did come, I was like, let's face it head on and let's just make the best of it. Um, Because yeah, no season lasts forever. Even if COVID still feels like it's lasting, it's not forever. And so yeah, I think I've, I've dealt with it in a very positive way. And so, yeah. I can sense a very positive spirit. I can feel it. Um, Kim has mentioned that your father is quite legendary. Um, do you draw inspiration from him? Yeah, I think my dad and I have a very special daddy-daughter bond, um, as we used to, you know, say I call us the daddy duo, like the daddy-daughter duo team. Um my dad has literally, he's the reason I started, like I said, running um, from him doing comrades. Um, he was the one who introduced me to trail running. I like my first ever trail run, which was like a 50 kilometer trail run after seeing him do it. Um, and of course the old man, I always call him old shame. He's not old. Um, but he, um, he's been my number one support on every single race that I have ever done. So he he's often sacrificed his race and said, it's okay, Cleo, I'm going to support you. Um, And yeah, so I'd say he's definitely a legend because he's always been someone that I can count on. He's always supported my crazy ideas to be like, Hey dad, I'm going to do a hundred K. And he's like, okay, just make sure you (laughs) check everything out. But he's always been there. Um, And so yeah, it's been incredible to do races with him. Um, And yeah, just being able to train with your dad. I think that's a very special, yeah, it's a very special thing to be able to do. And I can't, I count that a blessing. 
that is very special. So I started doing races and I'd get race tickets and then I'd like give them to my mother and she started to doing races with me. She'd always ask me, uh, when is the total sports coming? When is the FNB coming? Because those are the very nice races here in Johannesburg. You get to run in Joburg CBD, which is like a place you normally wouldn't run in. Um, so I do say that sentiment, but she's not like a comrades finish or anything she's still on the 10 kilometers mm-hmm. and i want to actually introduce her to swimming so that's still like a fight <laughs> still, <needs laughs> still a battle that still needs to be won but yeah when it does actually happen it will be on the gram <laughs> most definitely that's like me trying to get my dad to swim in the ocean i'm like dad it's just water oh no 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 he buys the way he'll buy wetsuit and everything he's like yeah we're doing it and then he's like No, we're not doing it. Um, but that's incredible though, that your mom is like is, is running and being active. I always say it doesn't matter if you only do 10Ks. You know, not everyone's an ultra-distance runner. But the fact that yeah, like yeah. you're really out there and you're running and like your mom's running, I'm like, that's, that's awesome. On the Swimming in the Ocean tip, um, I think it was on the Speedo page. I saw one of the athletes swam from Cape Town to Robben Island. That's like a 7.5-kilometer swim. I was really amazed. Yeah, that, that is brave, wow. eh? Because, <laughs> wow. And the water is cold. Like, Cape Town ocean water is freezing. <laughs> it's it's a little bit It's cold. It it's is cold. cold. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, you need gloves. You need a freaking, like, cap. You need booties. Oh. You need everything to be in the water. But then again, it's some people who just do it with like just their swimming costumes and no wetsuits and i'm like that's incredible like mental body conditioning all all of it like to be able to do that like that impresses me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Cleo, if i'm watching this right now and i'm listening to your story and i feel like you know what i actually want to start running um what message can you share with somebody like that how do you start running First things first, you just start running. You buy yourself some running shoes <laughs> and you make the decision to just like get out your front door and basically run, even if it's just 100 meters and you walk for 100 meters and then you run 100 meters. Um, my story always started, like I said, I started with 2Ks and that wasn't just 2Ks running. That was walk, run, walk, run until I became completely comfortable. So for those who want to start running, for those who yeah, who are like inspired and they want to get fit. I'm like, just get out there and do it. Um, don't, yeah, don't worry that like someone next to you is doing 10Ks or 100. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're just out there, that's like you've won half the battle already. And now you just need to be consistent. And when it comes to running, consistency is is key. So that's for the first Yeah, and if the first month you just run 100 meters every single day, then flip, you run 100 meters every single day until you feel comfortable and stronger to push it to 200 meters. Um, mm. So, yeah, that would be my advice to someone who wants to start running. Like, get out there and do it. Start slowly, um, but just do it. Because running is that one sport where you're literally running against yourself. It's not about other people. It's about you and improving you and improving your time. Yes. And becoming fitter. 
Exactly. And just being able to like, you know, enjoy moving and being active. I always say, so there's so many people out there who, who want to do it and some can't due to medical reasons or injuries or, you know, whatever. and if you can do it, like run for them and literally count it a blessing that you can actually move. Um, so yeah, never take movement for granted. Um, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to just be running, but like movement in general. That point you made is actually so valid. I mean, I, like I constantly need to remind myself after I'm ha- like during when I'm having a horrible run, I need to remember about all those people who really want to run or are injured because there was a time when I had a stress fracture and I couldn't run or actually walk without a moon boot. And I think about that time and I'm like, you know, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but at least I'm still moving. I, I'm still sweating. I can still feel the burn in my lungs. It's worth something. Most definitely. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you get injured as a runner, you you learn to value running a whole lot more. And you like promise yourself uh-huh. that even if you're struggling, you'll keep running because you know what it's like to not run. Um, and yeah, I think every single day, like you need to just get out there and, and do what you can, even if it's for 10 minutes. Just do it because mm-hmm. you can do it. Because you don't want to get to that point where you feel like when you where you know what it's like to not be able to do it. Mm. And my last my last question for you tonight is what are what's the next step? What are your next steps? What's next for Cleo? Sure. What's next? Um, well, yay! I get to do my first race on the first of November <laughs> in Joburg. <laughs> so. What race is that? So it's going to be one of the Nissan uh, trails because I've never heard of it. Um, but my boyfriend like showed me today that it's open um, and it's a trail run um, in Cullen, I think. I've never been, so I'm about to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like, yeah, there's different races. So I'll be doing the 21. So yay for that. And then, yeah, and we'll focus on next year's goals, which will hopefully be Ocean's 56 and then the big comrades and then hopefully doing my first 100 miler. Washi? No, Cockless. A uh, hundred miler on trail? Yes. Over how many hours? That we have not figured out yet. So there's like, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. How many hours? We'll just go and see what happens on that day. But yeah, hopefully not. not for okay, well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. What is the cut of time? Um, for Cockler, that's a good question. I've actually never checked what the cut-off time is for that, but I know it's probably more than 24 hours. You'll have more than 24 hours to finish. Wow, that is really, really amazing. I, oh, 100 miles. Wow. Wow. I think that's like from here to like Pretoria or and coming <laughs> back. <laughs> everywhere in Jovic feels like a hundred miles every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, you definitely need a car in Jovic. It's not Cape Town. No, it's not. So yeah, so that will be the plan for next year, twenty twenty one. Of course, yeah, it's a plan. Hopefully, it gets executed. Um, but yeah, till then, we're just going to be training and like yeah, getting fit. And to somebody watching this and actually wanting to check your progress uh, against all of these goals that you've set, where can they follow you? What social media platforms are you on? So um, I'm only really on um, Instagram and, of course, Strava. 
Um, so yeah, I think my progress will be beyond there. I like to only really just like showcase it, like the pre and then the post. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm just one to like keep enjoying the journey and like see what happens along the way. Okay, and one more question: What role has Instagram played in your running? Oh, what roles? That's a good question, actually, because I've never actually thought about it. But I think for I think Instagram, it's an incredible platform that just allows you. I always look at Instagram like my own personal album. Um, if I'm honest with you, like it's like my diary, my active diary. Um, but it's given me a voice. Um, it's allowed me to to share, to be real, um, to be relevant. Of course, that's my choice to be real, raw, and relevant when it comes to my active life. And so, I think it's a it's been a really great platform to allow me to yeah, just share my thoughts, my experiences, and hopefully encourage other people to to enjoy being active, um, to realize that being active is super fun, and it doesn't just have to be running. Like I say, we're all different, but yeah. My, my main hope is that it's, it's allowed me to inspire and to mo- motivate people to, yeah, to keep being active. And to anybody who's watching this, please visit Cleo's profile. She takes the best pictures. Uh, she shares uh, pictures from the trails. She smiles a lot. And she, sh- she really shares her journey and what she's feeling on that day, which is actually why I wanted to have her on this platform because I was like, hmm, this girl makes running look so nice. And she makes these chills look inviting. Of course, because they are. (laughs) A pleasure. They are. It's totally incredible. And I always say to people, they do go, you're always smiling. And I'm like, because honestly, in that moment when those pictures are taken, I am the happiest person alive because I'm in my element. Um, I'm in nature. And yeah, I mean, what more could you ask for? Just like one of your latest posts where you're running on the road, like you made it seem so effortless. <laughs> I think it was because I was nearing the end and I was like, yes, this drought is almost over because <laughs> Joburg was so dry that day. <laughs> Joburg was dry. <laughs> and you were making it fashion. I was actually looking at the, I think it was a bra tank top that you were wearing. And I was like, hmm. This is really, 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 really cool. Yeah, apparently, you know, Jovigas don't like to just <laughs> run in like a crop top and shorts. You know, it's a Cape Town thing, apparently. I'm not sure. Yes, it's a Cape Town thing. <laughs> it's a Cape Town thing. <laughs> well, I'm going to introduce the new way of running to the Jovigas. It's a promenade thing. You can join me on that because she's also, she loves to run in the crop top and the shorts. So <laughs> her and you I will and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> you and Kim um, and sometimes Zonke are the only people I've seen running crop tops and shorts it's a Cape, I swear it's a promenade thing it's a, it's a Cape Town thing that must be here I'm like how else do you run <laughs> like is there any other way to run <laughs> <laughs> with many many layers oh no no I would not have made that marathon in fact I probably would have quit like 10k's in if I had any more layers in fact what I was running in was way too many layers that day (laughs) I can imagine it was so 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 hot and I'm actually happy that it's like summer now because I can run in short shorts and like I have packed my (laughs) tights away so the sun is out I can run in short shorts and I'm very happy about that 
You see, it's a, it's a win-win. Yep. Cleo, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was a really insightful conversation about running, road running, moving from Joburg to Cape Town, back to Joburg. Welcome back. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. And thank you so much for joining me on episode 14 of That Indie Talk podcast. We're back. Yay. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It was really, really great. I enjoyed it.